Here is my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, and whom my soul delights. I put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be crushed until he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands wait for his teaching. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people upon it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I've called you in righteousness. I've taken you by the hand and kept you. I've given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. See, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the appointed uh, Old Testament reading, the first reading for Holy Monday. If we were to be having church today, uh, a church service where there are some Lutheran churches that will actually have like a, a morning mass um, a morning communion service, or maybe even an evening one on Holy Monday. This would be the Old Testament text. I'm choosing the Old Testament text in part because uh, the gospel reading is John 12, uh, the anointing of Jesus' feet, which is fine. But here I'm thinking of this Jesus of ours, who he would have had this scripture. He would have read this scripture during his time of worship in the synagogue every Sabbath. And it would have been this reassuring word to him even from God, saying, you're my servant. You're the one whom I uphold, I've chosen you, and my soul delights in you, son, as the one who's going to bring forth righteousness to the nations. Notice I say righteousness. Our our text here says justice. I'm, I'm starting to hate the word justice. Because we, we throw it around like kibble to, to everything, to the point that it's losing any sort of power because the way that we use it is basically vengeance. We want vengeance. We want our pound of flesh. Righteousness has to go with it rightness. And for me, what I dis- discover of myself is it is very difficult to know what is right unless God comes and helps reveal it to us in our hearts that we might know in the contriteness of our hearts. What is right? The righteousness that comes in that way. But here it says of this Jesus, of our Savior, that he's not going to break a bruised reed. He's not going to quench a dimly burning wick. He will faithfully bring forth justice or righteousness. Meaning that the broken, the bruised, the destroyed, you. He's come for you. And he's not come for you to destroy you. He's not come to you to kill you. He's not come to you to, to banish you. He's come to, to take the bruised reed in his hand and hold it up. He's come to, to take the dimly burning wick and light it afire by his word, by his spirit. To grow in you faith and trust in him and what he is about to do for you. 
the work that he is going to do, that he is not going to be crushed or grow faint from it, but he is going to establish righteousness in himself. Christ establishing it in himself. That, that in all our attempts to kill him, to get rid of him because we want to be God and we don't want him talking about the forgiveness of sins for people that we don't want to have be forgiven. He comes to us in the power of his word, in the power of his glory and might, and he preaches to us, teaching us of the good news of God, that even the times when we don't want to hear his gospel, it still comes into our ears because the Holy Spirit holds our ears open and forces it in there because we need it. We need to be able to hear it because we realize that we are at the mercy of Lord Almighty, the one who speaks to us here. says, thus says God the Lord, thus saith the Lord, the one who created all things, including the earth, who gives very breath to you, who upholds your soul. And that is the one who's come to earth in Christ. He's going to give up his spirit for you. He's going to breathe his last breath for you. And here, God then, the Lord, speaks to Christ and upholds him and says, I am the Lord. I've called you in righteousness, son. I've sent you to earth and I'm speaking to you even in your humanity. That I'm going to take you by the hand. I'm going to keep you. And I've given you as a promise, a covenant to the people and a light to the nations, a light to the Gentiles, that you might be life for them in your promise, and that it will come to open the eyes of the blind, the blind who do not want to see God, the ones to bring prisoners out of the dungeon, the dungeon of our souls, the dungeons of our sin, the dungeons of death, darkness, the ones who sit in darkness where we hide to try and hide our sins, and he's come to take us out that we might acknowledge and confess our sins, that he might forgive them. Especially the fact that we try to steal his glory. We try to make ourselves God, and he makes it very clear there in verse 8, I am the Lord, that is my name, my glory I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. Even though we give praise to idols all the time, and we try to steal the glory that is God's to give it to all sorts of other things. And yet, what does God say to us? All these things that we normally do all the time, all these things that are just considered normal for us, all our sins, all our failings, all our attempts to hate God as best we can, he comes here to us and he says, these former things have come to pass and new things I now declare, new things that will interrupt and destroy all those former things that we've been doing, all our sins, all our pains, all our sorrows, all our attempts, all our insurrection, all our rebellion. And here he says, before they happen, I'm telling them to you. I'm telling them to you in Isaiah 42. So that by the time four or five, six hundred years later, I come on the scene, my word incarnate is Jesus Christ to speak to you, to preach to you, to take the nails for you, to die for you, to take upon your sin and to atone for you, to bring you into right relationship with God. I'm speaking it to you now so you might know. That's what I love about reading Isaiah during Holy Week, because we can't get away from the fact that these would have been words that Jesus would have read and would have realized 
in many ways that he needed to make sure that people understood he was fulfilling all of this for us. He is the promise for us. He is the promise as the one who guarantees that we are in right relationship with God now. And that we can be in right relationship with one another because he's given us the power of forgiveness that comes in his blood. Let us pray the prayer for Holy Monday. O God, your Son chose the path that led to pain before joy and to the cross before glory. Plant his cross in our hearts so that in its power and love we may come at last to joy and glory through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, church, go in peace. Serve the Lord. We will have Isaiah 49 tomorrow. Thanks be to God. Amen.